Hold up. I'm looking this up. I'm sorry. We were recording this. And I just took a nap. I don't know what you're talking about, bro. Welcome to another episode of our podcast, The Practical Rambling Fathers. My name is Father Tay. Father Brian. Nice. Once more, thank you for listening to our podcast. And today's topic is the rosary slash rote prayers. Now, I know when we talk about the rosaries, uh, sometimes we, we know it's just a bunch of Hail Marys, right? Or we often think of it ne- negatively, right? Um, that it's it's a prayer that's prayed half an hour before Mass, and everyone's praying at different speeds, right? We forget like the beauty of this prayer, right? If you remove all those things and acknowledge it, the beauty of this prayer is that Our Lady appears to the world when we most need her help, right? She has been graced by God to make these appearances, and the legend and the story and the, and the evidence says that the rosary began... When Our Lady appeared in front of Saint Dominic, so Dominic is the founder of the Dominican orders. The country was ravaged by the Albigensian heresy, and as Our Lady instructed Dominic to say, "Hey, preach the gospel, go around preaching the truth, combating this heresy, and use this prayer, the Rosary, to help you to despair." And she she used the word, and he said, "Dominic, even use it." He said, "This Rosary is the scourge." That will drive away. That will drive away the devil. Why? It's a prayer, thanking God for the gift of Jesus through the eyes of Mary. There's a lot of scripture bases upon this prayer, and we have to look at a quick history of prayer. So before prayer, before the arrival of Jesus, the Jewish people often prayed the Psalms. There's 150 Psalms, and so they will memorize it and they'll pray it, right? And from that prayer, we evolved when Christ came people began to pray the Our Father because that was the prayer that Jesus gave to us. And we have here, if you look at newadventist.org, look underneath uh, the rosary, underneath the history of it, it describes how in, um, in the Eastern Church, there was a monk that he would collect 150 stones. And so each time he would pray, he would take the one stone out and, and, and drop it. So he, that's how he kept track of all his prayers, of the Psalms. So we went from the Psalms to the Our Fathers, and then the, from the Our Fathers um, to the, to the Hail Marys, and it's a and once again it, it's a, it's a prayer that has a lot of biblical pastors. Hail Mary, full of grace. The word that the angel Gabriel said to Mary, right? The Lord is with thee. Where do we find that? But when Elizabeth, right, greets Mary, saying, "How is it that the mother of God should come to me?" And blessed is your fruit, right? And your fruit of womb, Jesus, right? And the other prayer comes from the apparitions of Mary. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and the hour of our death. Amen. Right? Mary has made a promise for many throughout her apparitions, right? Our Lady of Guadalupe, our, uh, even our, and our Lady of Fatima, saying, whoever prays or whoever seeks my intercession, I will not leave them unaided. Another prayer quoted by the by the memorari. And also the prayer that we pray after the glory be, right? Oh my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. Oh that one. The Fatima prayer. Elias oh. taught it, taught us that through the three shepherds of, of Fatima. And so we'll talk quickly about the structure of the rosary, right? The rosary is 
is often prayed based off different mysteries, right? The joyful mysteries, the sorrowful mysteries, the mysteries of light, the glorious mysteries, right? So these are all mysteries depicting upon how the history of salvation has been undergoing through, especially with different themes, joyful, sorrowful, glorious, and on and on. And so each prayer starts with the Our Father, and then there's a Ten Hail Marys, and then there's a Glory Be, right? A lot of information can be found on online internet of how to pray the, the Rosary. But and so, but a lot of people often think about the Rosaries, then how are you praying if you're just mindlessly saying these words? Well, that's part of rote prayer, is that you know these prayers enough that you that you are thinking and praying and meditating upon these words to go into deeper conversation with Mary and with God, right? Um, any thoughts uh, about this? Because I know there's many complaints of why do we need to memorize these prayers and what good does it do? We're just worshiping Mary, as many other denominations would tell us that. No, denominations would tell us that, not other denominations. We are not a denomination. Correct. We are not denominations. I'm sorry. I'm um, just saying words at this point. Yeah, it's crucial because you're looking at, particularly you're looking at God's life through the lens of Mary, right? And so we can never love Mary more than Jesus did, right? Think of the love of our own towards our own mother. And Jesus has the same, more than that same love um, for his mother. And the idea of even worshiping Mary is, is fool-hearted. Um, because the level of worship that you could possibly give a creature over the creator... See, English does a sucky job at mm -hmm. making the distinction, but Louis yep. de Montfort has a beautiful, in uh, 33 days, Consecration to Mary, um, mm -hmm. has a beautiful distinction within the Latin and within other languages other than English um, to make the distinction even more... Um, Prominent there, so there isn't even a possibility of having giving the same worship. The also the cool part is is that Mary bleeds us closer to the, her son's will because she said yes to the father's will perfectly. So, um, yeah, and then it gives us a, a mother's view and a mother's um, trust in her son, I guess. Um, meaning Jesus. Um, yeah, so it's important to do that. Um, And don't fly through. Yeah, there's a lot of saints that I've done and a lot of different um, folks that I've worked on trying to do reflections per the rosaries. There's one in our daily missal on the small guy. Um, there's a reflection in the back of it that's pretty powerful for all of the mysteries uh, of the rosary that really help you focus in on it. Um, you know imagining you being a fly on the wall at the Annunciation, kind of putting that scene before you and what's going on and what are the dynamics. And if you were a friend of Mary or if Mary came and told you afterwards or what that does to our hearts. Um, so there's different elements of, of doing those things um, for the rosary with the rosary to stay focused in it. Um, the other side is, um, it's one of the beautiful parts of uh, even running around doing the anointing of the sick for folks. Um, you know, they may or may not be lucid, but the second you start the Our Father loud enough, they kick in. Like, they're like, I got this. Like, it's yeah. all of a sudden, they're like, 
yelling the rosary or yelling the Our Father or the Hail Mary. Um, and so it's a form of prayer even when our mind is lost, um, mm-hmm. which is super cool yeah. um, that it's so ingrained in us. Um, and one, I forget what Saint said it. I came across it while I was in seminary at some point. But even if we don't take the or if we don't take the rosary seriously, there's not a wasted decade of the rosary because Mary takes it seriously. Yeah. So. And that's that's a beautiful part to add, like especially for us priests, you know, when we see when we make a lot of those hospital visits, that's how that's how strong rope prayer can be, right? When you're scared, when you're afraid. Or when you're sad, when you're angry, sometimes you don't have the words, right? And you're just in shock. What do you do, right? Our bodies revert to what we know best. And so these are the prayers that give us comfort. We see a lot of, especially with patients who have Alzheimer's, right? They may not know who they are, but as soon as they see the collar and we're praying the rosary, it brings back memories and it gives them comfort. You know, I've heard many stories of how... Our Lady, when her name is mentioned, this patient in the hospital is kind of calmed down and, and they're praying the rosary. The rosary is a great way to start developing relationship with Mary, right? Because we can learn from her. She lived her whole life like Jesus, right? Jesus often said in scriptures, I do the will of my Father. Like everything I've told you comes from Him. I don't add anything extra, right? I don't take away anything that He said. I present you the real truth of what the Father has sent to me. So if you accept me, then you then you accept the one who sends me, right? <clears throat> Mary was the same way, and that's why I love using the, the example of the Passion of Christ. You know, we often it's a powerful, powerful movie, but when you have the time, watch it now through the eyes of Mary. Watch how many times she, as a mother, wants to intervene, right? Because she sees her son falling, so she does help him. But majority of times, she's praying the Psalms and she's surrendering her only son. Right? That's how much Mary's in tune to the history of salvation. She realizes her place, that God's called her to be a mother, and now the sacrifice of mother, not only giving birth to her only son, but also to offer him totally up to the Lord. And so she's this beautiful vessel without sin. Right? We're born without blemish, holding Jesus, and we can look to her saying, How can I empty myself more in purity like Mary? So we should probably do something on Mary. Okay. Yes, Father Bierman, in one of our podcasts, we talked about Mary. Didn't that happen? Yes, it did happen. Oh, that's right. That's so right. If, if, if you've forgotten, please go back into that uh, episode where Father Bierman talks more in depth about Mary and her role in our Catholic faith. And so, yeah, we can't preach enough about it. You know, um, even the seminary, right, they often tell us priests, don't stray from Our Lady. We're like orphans with Our Lady, you know. Yeah, one of my favorite lines that Louis de Montfort says is it would be easier to separate heat from a candle yes. than it would be from Mary from God's will. So that's just a beautiful yeah. reflection on how uh, how uh, how Mary is. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, yeah, we just realized the reason why we're doing rope prayers and. Um, just because we realized last year, this time, when we first got started with the podcast, we never talked about real prayers. Um, and so we also have litanies. So we got litanies. Litanies are the saints. Um, before we're ordained priests, um, we pray the litany. We get the litany prayed over us for all the saints <coughs> that are present for ordination uh, for that celebration. So the litany is sung. 
uh, for that, we pray the litany um, at baptisms. It's optional, but can be done. Um, yeah, the litany is a powerful way because the, the saints intercede for us. And the consecration of sisters for the profession, final profession, they have right. the name of the saints too. As sisters well. have the litany of saints too before that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also have um, the Sisters of Life, actually. They came up with two litanies that I'm right now super digging. It's uh, Litany of Trust. Yep. Jesus, I trust in you. And uh, Magnificat with Mary. And so... It's a prayer with Mary. Mary be with me in this time and in that time and all these other times in my life. So, uh, particularly alone, afraid, um, am tempted, whatever, uh, that Mary is with us. So those are two. I'll put those links in in below afterwards, but they're beautiful to pray with. Yeah, so litanies are also, like we said, we're we're either interceding and asking the help of these saints, or sometimes, like litany of humility, asking for a particular... Uh, virtue, for example, litany of trust, how to deliver ourselves over, right? The litany of humility, that's another powerful one, you know. And so litanies are really asking God to help us for a particular thing through many uh, intercessors. And the other one that we should talk about parties, novenas, right? Novenas is nine days straight of a particular prayer for mm-hmm. a specific intention, right? So the most common ones that people like to do, right, are the Novena to St. Therese of the Little Flower. And if you pray the Novena to St. Therese, you should either get a white rose or a different color rose on the last day, right? So what's, so what's the history by the Novenas, right? The history by Novenas, you're dedicating yourself each day for more prayer, for more letting go, for more surrendering to God, even though you're praying for a specific intention and you're hoping to receive it at the end of the day, right? What's happening is from day one to day nine, there's already a change happening within you. You start to see things that the Lord is really calling you for further surrender. And so when it's it's a gradual, in a sense, a spiritual pilgrimage that you don't have to leave your home. You pray this every day. And so you, your heart gradually is letting go of a lot of things. And so even on the, the ninth day, the Lord gives you strength to say, okay, I prayed for this, but if I, if I don't get it, I'm still happy because I'm desiring your will, not my will, right? And so my favorite one during college was the, uh, the Novena to St. Jude. I was not very blessed with... Don't say it. Don't say it, bro. The amount of papers that, you know, you helped me with. Not wrote for me. You helped you. Helped me with. But still, I, I, I prayed to St. His level of fluff, FYI, everyone, his level of fluff is up there with, I don't even know. <laughs> Just outside of the It's world. descriptive. It's descriptive. That's what we're going to call it. <laughs> but anyways, no, I, I, I used the Novena St. Joseph. I used the Novena St. Jude a lot, right, for impossible causes because they're saying lord it's out of my hands every day i'm learning to let go of these things and so i i journey with you and letting go right but sometimes we think of litanies and novenas and the rosary and how many rosary we pray as if it's a way to earn our salvation no we're not it may seem like it but what's happening in our hearts is we're praying like i said before we learn to let go we learn to surrender each time we pray we're different than when we went in and we leave differently from prayer it may be small, minute changes. It may be big changes, right? Wherever it is, it is at God's time and in His infinite wisdom. Anything to, else to add, Father Brian? Nope. That's all I got.
Awesome. So, yeah, if you're kind of <clears throat> nervous about starting to pray the rosary, don't be afraid to look at these different books. You know, St. John Paul II, praying uh, through scriptures, you know, the rosary through the scriptures. Uh, we'll post a lot of these books and these resources that we that we've been talking about, and the beauty of all the of all the prayers of the Holy Rosary online, so you'll be able to find it well uh, too as well. Thank you so much for listening to us. We pray that our Blessed Mother will protect you and all that you do as you continue to live your life for her Son Jesus Christ. And we ask you to continue to pray for us as we remember you daily in our own prayers. Until next time, stay holy, my friends.